0: Three, two, one. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, welcome to another episode of The Let's Show. Them. I want to thank my sponsors, Ryan over at Sticker Fried, Karen over at Gallery 448 Down Under. For those of you who don't know, that's Australia. Special thanks to Michael White brother of the late great style master, Dondi. Great interview. Very, I was very, very honored to do that episode. Big ups to my brother Bit, OTC Crew, BZ, The God, Semi-DPO, Zeus, JRC. Big ups to Pop Bowl, DTF Crew, The Brother Nerve. Shout out to JDbtW The brother JR from Corona. Let the rhythm hit. Rock's art. Shout out to Cut, New York. Check out Smack. Goes by and love smoking Kush on the ground. Smacking those freights. Shout out to Bags, BP crew. Boom Pile. Rock One, DWS, Fume, IBM. Big ups to Catherine's story. If you're out in Cali, check out her boutique, The Finest in Fashion. This week we have Chris, Robots Will Kill. He's been on the show plenty of times. The Man Don't Sleep. Always working. Tons of shows. He's a good guy. He's a real good guy. Let's uh, check in on him and see what what he's been up to. He's got plenty ahead. Hard to keep up with him. All right, let's see what we got. What we got. All right, let's give it a shot. Hello. What's up there, Big Chris? Hey, what up, sir? Yeah, same old shit, different day. So always hey, uh, always, always a mystery.
1: <laughs> Believe me, I know.
0: Always a mystery. <laughs> Do you ever sleep? I was no. Like, I was actually going to call you earlier, and then I wound up knocking out. I was like, oh, shit. And then, I, uh, you, know, you know how that goes. Yeah, I, I mean, I slept, slept a little bit, I guess, this morning. Uh,
1: last night, I had to go to... Um, Headed over to Brooklyn check out uh, the Biting Back event uh, mm-hmm. for uh, it was an Adam charity. That um, it, was, it was nice. I had a piece in it, you know. So I wanted to go and support. But uh, I got in. You know, I got a little sleep.
0: <laughs> yeah, sleep, sleep. It's uh, it's like going to the bank. Sometimes you don't have enough.
1: That's well, that's very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: No, the more you make, the more you spend, the more bills you have, and the more bills you still owe on. It's, it's you know really? part of life, I guess. Yeah, it's all hand wrong. in hand. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong.
1: With and, by, that. And, and by hand, by, by hand to hand, I mean our hand to their hand to pay everything. else.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, how, how do you think a banker feels that they get to touch all that money in the in the safe? And oh, you know, it's not yeah. even theirs. If I had that job, I'd be definitely uh, incarcerated.
1: <laughs> well, it reminds me of an episode of Married with Children when uh, when Al. Al goes to pick up Steve, um, the neighbor, and he's working. And they get into the uh, the vault, and they they end up getting locked in. And it, it's just it's just funny. It's it's true. It's like you, you get to see all that money, and you never get to to do anything with it. You just have to go home with your uh, your yeah. wage.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much with your fucking finger up your ass. <laughs> you know it's it, that that show was funny, it was very, very hilarious, then you know, oh yeah, um, that's that sort of life, I guess i mean well yeah, what, what can you actually what can you actually do? you gotta you got you know, I tell my kids all the time, enjoy school because once you're done in school, you know it's the real world, and yeah, you know the real the real world don't give a fuck if you got money or not they you know they just wanna bleed you dry
1: that's very true, and that's that's <laughs> it. I say it all the time. I say, just just enjoy it while you can because it's going to end one day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my father said it best. He goes, well, now you got to start paying the bills. Yeah. And, you know, sure enough, you know, it was a lot easier back in the days. But now today, it's like uh, the prices of everything are just so overinflated. You know, I wonder sometimes, you know, I'm driving and I look at some of these stores and I'm like, how the hell do these people stay in business? You know, then at one point you would say, all right, they probably got an online store as well. But, mm-hmm. you know, you, you really can't depend on that. It's like, you know, you're paying, you're paying your, uh, your, your, your monthly uh, rent, you know, as yep. a store owner. You know, if you have overhead, of course, that's another expense. And then, you know, as you drive by, like especially where I live, you know, it's kind of quiet over here. And uh, you wonder, the parking lots aren't full. Uh, Yeah. uh, You know, not even the mall. You know, I mean, you go to the mall out in Queen Center, you know, that thing's loaded 24 days a week, all year round. Over here, it's like you go in, you'll you'll see maybe 30 people in the the store, and, you know, to them, that's busy. I'm not used to that. But, um,
1: yeah. No, it's true. I mean, you know, it's, I see, you you see, it's kind of like, I don't know, I actually saw an article the other day that said something along the lines of like, uh, um, millennials were trying to kill the mall mm-hmm. but like generation x is kind of keeping them alive right it was, it's and it's it's the truth i mean it's like you could go in certain areas and like you know stores will be completely dead but then you go in other places and you know like the mall out here on Staten island i mean is pretty packed mm-hmm. especially on the weekends it's it's weird. It's 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 weird how these how businesses can stay you know open. Well, I mean, like if, the, they're,
0: if they're a large chain, they carry one another, obviously. But at the same time, you know, uh, if you just if you just bring it back to the hardware store era, you know, oh, yeah. Home Depot opened up and pretty much wiped out ninety nine point nine percent of you know a mom and pop hardware store.
1: Absolutely, and then and then you, you it goes to you know then then Lowe's opens. Mm-hmm. And then Lowe's tries to, you know, kind of take out uh, Home Depot, and then I think it wound up happening the other way around. I think more Lowe's closed than Home Depots.
0: Right, but at the same so, time, you have two monster stores that, yep, you know, just eliminated a lot of the uh, the, the mom and pop owners, and that's you know, It's kind of messed up. I mean, even even now today, uh, you know, supermarkets, you know, the the prices are insane for for a box of cereal. It's oh, yeah. like what? What is it now? Seven, eight dollars? You know, it's ridiculous. Kellogg's it's ridiculous. fucking Kellogg's cornflakes aren't even cheap anymore. I mean, you know, nope. with, with a family, it's 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 always a fucking struggle. But you got to live yeah, your then, life to the fullest. Yeah, and
1: then you know, then then what happens is then they then they. You know, they put out the the bootleg cereals and stuff like that, and you go to buy that, but then you read all the crap that's in it, and it's not like it's any healthier for your family. So it's like no, it's not. It's, actually, it's, it's it it's, yeah.
0: it's it's um shit. I forgot the grade of uh, flour. Mm. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to be in the bakery. Shit, you know, so I I knew uh, a lot about that. What, right. what what you're actually getting when you buy that uh, that box of cereal that cost the, or you know a dollar dollar ninety nine, or you get mm. a a loaf of bread for for ninety nine cents. The the you're actually getting shit flour like the bottom of the barrel. You know, like yeah. uh, rat shit and you know flies. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm serious. I'm serious. That's no, true. It's true. It's, it's true. disgusting. If yeah. if you were to sit down and analyze the shit that goes into your mouth, you know, yeah. from what you buy, you'd be you'd be fucking amazed. You probably wouldn't eat.
1: Yeah. Nah. You know? Believe me. I was. I was. Listen. And, I was it, vegan and it's scary. For, I was vegan for a really long time, so I like I used to pay attention to a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So and it basically was just make your own food at home because like you didn't want to eat out, you didn't want to eat anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's true, it's true. So it's 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 like this stupid catch twenty two where it's like you know you can't afford to live, but then if you eat the, the the lower grade stuff, then you're gonna have more health problems, which then is just gonna make you not be able to afford to live even more.
0: Right, and that's so it's like population control. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's sad. When I, when I grew up, my mother, my mother's backyard was basically uh, an organic farm. Being a kid, I was Mm -hmm. like, you know, why am I eating lettuce from the yard? Why am I eating the cucumbers? Why am I eating the grapes? Why am I eating the peaches, figs, you name it. My mother had it all, you know, down to beans. And, um, you know, now, you know, my mom's up there in age and, you know, the, the house isn't uh, isn't there anymore, so on and so forth. And then it's like, okay, you go to the supermarket, and they have a high price tag on organic food. Now, yeah. this is the shit my mother grew in the backyard, you know. Yep. And uh, it's just insane. You know, growing up, you know, I, I you take advantage of everything, and you're like, uh, you know, why, why, why? But now today, you want to eat healthy, and it's even hard to afford healthier foods
1: yeah you know absolutely true and yeah.
0: uh that that's a sad part because you know what everybody eventually is going to get sick from it and you know god only knows the conspiracies that go on between the pharmaceutical companies the food chain industries and all that other shit now oh, yeah thank god art and graffiti isn't uh in that category or else we'd all be dead I don't
1: know about that. I've seen a lot of stuff that looks like it's mass produced and not
0: healthy. (laughs) Well, yeah, the mass production. Yeah. I'm talking about the individual. I'm talking about Chris robots will kill. You know, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, you know, it's not like you're eating your fucking paint or your brushes (laughs) or, you know, your oil paints or whatever it is that you're using. But, you know, thank God we do have this and, you know, you've been busy. You've been busy. I've seen you all over the Instagram uh, Facebook, uh, you know, and it's like the last, from the last interview to the one before that, so on, so forth. It's, you're always busy. And you know, I, I, I credit you for that. You, you're, you're a nonstop fucking machine. Tell me, tell me the the, 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 the future. What do you got in the future? Cause I'm sure everybody that follows you knows what you've been, you know, where you've been, what you've been up to and all of that.
1: Yeah, well, I got, um, May sixteenth at Two and Two Galleries, uh, Two and Two Arts Gallery, in Manhattan. I have a solo show coming up. Um, that's I'm looking forward to that because the the last one I did with them last year in March went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've been working on a lot of work for that. Um, had a bunch of little like kind of other side small shows, um, you know, group shows like the Biting Back event last night. I did a piece for them. Mm-hmm. I did a, I did a piece for uh, Sampler in Brooklyn for the Moniker. Uh, art fair that was um this weekend actually. Mm-hmm. Um trying to think what else. Uh I'm working on stuff for the five points festival coming up. Five points when, when, uh, is, when is that coming up? That's uh June June first and second.
0: Mm-hmm. Where are they hold it. Yeah that? that's it's gonna be over in Brooklyn
1: again. It's the was it the Brooklyn Expo Center, I think it's called. Um ah, by I the guess, water. Check, uh yeah, like over in uh like green point yeah north,
0: uh north seventh uh some shit like that. I, I I've yeah. passed it, yeah, yep mm-hmm. yep,
1: over there, yeah, Pretty
0: packed that uh, place, um, there was actually a flea market going on when I passed by one weekend, and uh yeah, it was packed
1: yeah, i mean they, i I've done other events there, and it's always got a nice draw it's got a nice amount mm-hmm. of people, um, and the five points is always fun, you know it's a lot of a lot of people in like the um the custom toy industry and a lot of, you know, sh- you know, like artists, indie artists, street artists, mm-hmm. you know, and then they, then they throw in like, you know, food trucks and live painting and stuff like that. And the live painting should be fun. It's always a good, right. good time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's at the, uh, that's over at the, um, uh, expo center. Um, then what else do I got coming up? Uh, then, you know, the early, uh, the annually, um, uh, show at my place of heart. We'll be doing that. Um, then I also have a I have a show coming up at the four, I think it's called I don't know how to say the word I think it's Forge Gallery F-O-A-R-G-E
0: yeah, I would, I would say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm not too smart. Uh, I don't know if you know. <laughs> uh, I, I, think, I, paint, I think you're I, pretty I, fucking intelligent, to be honest <laughs> with you.
1: Nah, I, I paint pictures for a living. I I, I don't do words. <laughs>
0: you know, it, it's amazing. <laughs> I just love what you do. It's like you know, you grab you grab a piece of you know paper, uh, a newspaper, a magazine paper. You 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 draw your character on it, and it's like fire you know, reinventing the wheel on your basic everyday items, which to me has got to be fabulous, you know, that you have such a a large following and, and yeah, I, I'm assuming you're, you're doing well with, you know, your online store and, and whatnot. Uh, no,
1: I mean, it's, it's funny. I, you know, I, I, grew up in a, you know, a working mentality family, you know, my, you Mm -hmm. know, my father pretty much, my father pretty much put in my head, you know, uh, you know, work, you know, have a job, you know, even though I do the art on the side, make sure I have a nine to five. So, you know, the family's taken care
0: of. Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm sure like if I wanted to, you know, quit that and just do the art full time, I'm i sure I can make it work out. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just it's just not my mindset. So I just kind of just work as much as I can and, you know, do whatever I can. Oh, that, that's
0: that's a good thing that it that's a good. Yeah. Thing. I mean, how many, how, I mean, many how many how many how many horror stories are there of people struggling, you know, just doing the art? You know, fortunately, you're you're doing good. You know, which is great. But uh, yeah, I understand what you what what you're doing. You know, I understand where you're coming from. And uh, yeah. your father was a smart man. My father told me the same thing. It's like go to yeah. work. That's it. You know, and yeah, uh, that's a all I do.
1: It's a different mentality. And, I mean, I, I see you know people nowadays. You know, especially like people in their twenties and stuff like that. I I don't understand their work mentality. It's not the same. It's just. Well, it almost looks like yeah. it's just weird. It's just weird to me. Um, you know, even with the art scene, it's kind of the same. It's kind of like a lot of a lot of people want to kind of just do the bare minimum and get handed everything.
0: You know, it's like yeah. Well, that seems to be everybody nowadays. You know, yeah. it's it's a sin. I, I yeah. personally think you know you you get what you pay for. You earn what you put into it. You know, because you you could make you could make a lot of money if you want to put in a lot of time and effort. You know,
1: yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I 100% agree. But at the same time, you see a lot of these people who do make, you know, either a living or do make, you know, do kind of get things handed to them, and it's it's almost off of not, you know.
0: I don't. I'm well, a Well, you know, you I'm, know what I, I I don't like. You know, see, like most of these younger kids, you know, their parents are very wealthy, you know, mm-hmm. and they're uh, sort of that uh, ritzy, spoiled. Prick, fuck, type of person, you know, and they—they uh, they have no clue to what real life is. Okay, so they have a daddy bank account, you know, they yeah. get to do whatever they want, you know. Life to them is pretty much a hand down and a handout, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll never really truly enjoy the real struggles of life. I mean, look, you know, I—I I don't know what it's like to be, you know, filthy rich, you know, born with a silver spoon, but. i don't think there's uh gratification in that life you know these these are people that you know take everything for granted and you know they look at shit and they have no they have no um no context in life
1: yeah it's like it's yeah it's it's like an empty barrel kind of you know I, i i get it i mean it's it's
0: do you want to be? You know, in, do you want to be in that empty barrel where you were filthy rich, or you know? Listen, I would take a fucking lottery hit in a heartbeat. And I think, yeah. I, and, and to be honest with you, I think I'd still wind up working. You know, medical this, medical isn't cheap.
1: I know. I say the same thing. I say it all the whole time. It's not, one of the reasons why I don't even. It's one of the reasons why I don't even bother playing anymore.
0: Like, yeah. Well, look, you know, if you think of what a prescription you know is worth you know i have a great medical coverage thank god and you know basically i pay three dollars for a for a pill like if it's generic if Mm -hmm. it's uh like a pill that doesn't have a generic you know company behind it it's like uh twenty one dollars now if i were to pay for 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 my meds shit man i wouldn't be able to afford it and and i'm being honest i mean (laughs) uh, it's you know, it's true. I mean, it's ridiculous. Did, yeah. You know, like actually
1: my mom was just in the hospital and then uh, she had to do rehab for her leg and stuff like that. And the prices for everything and anything is just insane. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, rehab, you know, our medical coverage was, uh, to be honest, it was, it pissed me off. Cause <clears throat> they'd only, they only covered 20 days. Right, and then after 21 days, they would only cover a percentage, and that was if she was accepted, you know. And mm-hmm. and they they didn't accept her because um, they were saying basically, you know, they, there was other people who needed it more, yet she had like you know cardiac issues and all this stuff, and, hmm. and they 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 give you the runaround and they basically it would have cost her if she had to stay in the rehab facility. Every day, it would have been seven hundred and forty dollars.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, it's it's amazing how it would cost seven hundred and forty dollars. Do you know any of anyone that earns seven hundred and fifty dollars a day after nope. taxes? Maybe. Not fuck the nope. fuck the net growth, whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. The, seriously, you know it, it's so messed up. It's sort of like you know, okay, work your whole entire life, put in your work. And, and I'm not talking about graffiti or art. I'm talking about your, your average person. Yeah. You know, kill yourself your whole entire life, retire, lucky to collect a pension and you drop dead, right? Which is, yep. which is very sad because of the cheap food we're buying. Right? <laughs> and then once they drain your funds from your you know, insurance, they don't want nothing to do with you because they know you can't afford that $750. And and that then that's probably a lucky number for your mother, not 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 for her personally, but $750. Can you imagine a person in the hospital uh with no insurance uh that has to pay out of pocket being in the hospital for for a month and and having like for argument's sake, brain surgery. How about you oh, know yeah. someone that got hit by a car uh you know and doesn't have medical, the car takes off, and here's this poor person gonna wind up with a big ass bill. You know, yeah, life isn't no, sure. fair. They should take care of us. You know, that's the way I feel.
1: It's true. I mean, you know, it, it's 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 crazy how it all works. And you know, like you know, like for example, like my father worked his whole life, worked his whole life. You know, winds up getting this crazy like cancer doesn't get to enjoy retirement, doesn't get to enjoy, you know, you know, his, his retirement home in Florida, mm-hmm. he didn't get to enjoy life at all. So like I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? You know? And, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's just getting to me, it's getting like kind of more, more and more relevant. And just, you know, like it's funny, like, you, you know, mentioned about, mentioned about like making money or, you know, making money at art and everything like that. I'm getting to the point where it's like, you know, I, I would love to make the money off the art because I would like to just really enjoy my life, you know, and, and I, I would love to be able to, you know, quit tomorrow. But I know that I wouldn't because I'm stuck with that same mindset that my father taught me, mm-hmm. even though it kind of even though it backfired
0: on him. You know, it's like, yeah, but you know what? Thank thank God he had a job, you know, oh, yeah. I, and I'm I, sure he would. I Listen, we, we got into that once before, you know, when your father was sick and, yeah. you know, from what I learned from you. You know, and, you know, pictures that I've seen of your dad, it, it, he must have been a great person. I'm sure he was a yeah. great person. Look at look at what you became. You know, you're a great guy yourself. And, and the sad thing is, is, okay, life is short. And I say that all the time. You yeah. know, I think regardless, and it's sad to say, you know, uh, I wish your, your father hadn't passed away. But at the same that. but at the same time, your father's probably looking down at you right now and 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 probably is very proud of you. You know. Yeah. I appreciate it. And, you know, sometimes, you know, faith is is a big word in in many, many ways. And you just gotta believe in something. You know. But uh you turned out to be a great guy. how, how many times have we had you know, interviews, how many phone conversation, text messages, you know, here and there, we touch base, uh, I, I actually feel like you're more of a friend than an interview, so. Yeah,
1: I appreciate that, I, I think the same thing, I, it's funny, it's like, I've always kind of, I don't know, it's like, we, meet, meeting people over the years, I mean, there's so many people that I've talked to, or, you know, become friends with, that you you don't, you don't realize that you know it's actually the connection is deeper until like you know that one day where something does kind of like go south or whatever and Mm -hmm. and like you know if if, you know like for example like you know when my father did pass you know i I heard from a lot of people and it was a lot of people that i wasn't kind of you know kind of assuming i wouldn't hear from but it was just people that i was like even though hearing from them it still was like nice you know it's like yeah you realize that there is deeper connections than you know just this art stuff and
0: Mm -hmm. You know, you know, that 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 is so that is so true. You know, uh, everybody goes through things in life and sometimes I say to myself, you know, when I'm going through something and certain people reach out. Exactly what you said. Okay, you thought that maybe they would reach out, but when they do reach out, it's like wow, you know that person yeah. was really there. And then, then you get the one that you you're like, yeah, he's definitely gonna call or she, and yeah. they they don't even reach out to you.
1: Oh, uh, believe me, I, I I dealt with that firsthand. You know, it was amazing to see who I heard from and who i didn't hear from and there's people that i knew there's people i haven't talked to in 20 something years that showed up or gave phone calls and i was like oh shit like that's pretty awesome Mm -hmm. and then there's people i talked i talked to like almost every day and i'm like i haven't heard from them yet well that's kind of weird
0: yeah i mean it's you know like life i'll say day in and day out life is sweet but sometimes you just gotta slow down take that breath you know, yeah. like yourself. I mean, you, you're, you're always on the roll. I mean, you, you commute to work. You're in Staten Island, which is a pain in the fucking ass, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, and uh, you're always going here and there. And yeah. I still, to this day, I credit you. I don't know how the fuck you do it. Because when my ass gets home, it's like, shit, do I really want to go here? Do I want to go there? Yeah.
1: And that's a, that's a bad
0: thing. You're not like that. You're totally the opposite from me.
1: Well, actually, it was yesterday, you know, I was home, I was actually, I, I went up staying home from work, and I wound up helping out my mom, you know, because she had just gotten out of the rehab and all that stuff, so we are helping her set up everything and, you know, getting her medicines and do all that stuff, you know, and by the time everything was done, you know, I didn't get home until, like, you know, say, I think it was, like, almost nine o'clock, you know, and, and that's you know, a long day. yeah, and then my wife's like, you know, oh, did you, you know, did you still want to go to Brooklyn for that event, and at first I was like, I was like, I really don't want it, you know, I was like, I'm kind of tired. And the next thing I know is we're in the car driving there, you know? So it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It's, so, you I, are I, bit, so
0: you are a bit human. You're not really a, all robot yet.
1: Well, I, I almost didn't go. I still went.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. But you had the thought. <laughs> yeah, You oh, had yeah. the thought. See, I knew it. I knew you were still <laughs> fucking human.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's still in there.
0: Still in there. Listen, that that character to me has got to be one of the best ever, I, and i and I and I tell you why, I I you know I could call you and ask you many questions, but sometimes mm-hmm. I just watch, and I love when you put the glasses on them with the with the, <laughs> with the little with the little facial stuff,
1: the, the little goatee, uh, and
0: sometimes a hat or or whatnot, and I'm like, you know, my question is on this is. Did you create this robot character after yourself? Because just a few strokes in a different direction and he's you. Yeah. Well that's Did it, you do that kinda, intentionally or did it just flow that way?
1: Well the, the original robot with like the slash eyes and the antenna and all that stuff kinda developed out of a few things that I had been working on for a while. Like in the in the early nineties I would draw a lot of um I was drawing a lot. I was really interested in the, the, the you know the cube drawing that everybody learns in school? Right? Yeah. Like the, yeah. yeah. So so like that was like the first thing I I was kinda like obsessed with because it was crazy to me that um, everybody and anybody learned that in school. And then and then you could draw that, you know, and those people kind of be thrown back to that era in school when they learned how to do that. Like, and I really appreciate it. I like that everybody could identify with that. So I messed with that for a long time. And then that developed into a television, which kind of became the same kind of idea that anybody and everybody watched television and they had some kind of connection to it. Mm-hmm. So then from there, it then turned into this square headed kind of simpled robot that was almost the same kind of thing where it's people would recognize and would kind of associate with it and kind of, you know, had some kind of connection to either a robot or something from their childhood or still even the television, you know, feeling or the cube that they drew. So that then from there slowly started to morph into the, the slash robot, the slash eyed robot with kind of the, the hunch and the, and the kind of coy kind of feeling that I want him to have like more of a human quality, mm-hmm. like more, more of me in it, you know? So it kind of did. So I, Getting, I guess, kind of referencing me, but it also kind of, I wanted to reference more, um, like the everyday people that you walk by in the street that you know have a story that you don't know because you know you're not going to stop and talk to them, but they do have a story, just like you have a story that they don't know. Right. So that so that's where that that's where that robot became. But then as I was drawing him more and more, <clears throat> you know, with, with the open eye robot and. You know, adding the glasses and the, and the little like you know
0: soul patch thing or whatever. It, I, I call it, that I call that a flavor saver, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I say heard. it before, but I said facial hair. But since you since you said that, I might as well throw my two cents in. Nice, yeah.
1: I haven't heard that one in a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I used to have one, and then my wife was like, you know, hon, I really don't like it anymore. So I started growing it again a few uh, a year ago or so. And she's yeah. like, honey, you really need to shave. <laughs> Because like you're you're hurting my face, you know? yeah. and It was like okay, so I'd come home from work and I'm expecting a kiss from my wife, and I could see her like, oh shit, here we go. So that's funny. You know, it, it it did get you. it was kind of co- it was coarse. It wasn't soft, so I could understand. Yeah. So now and I'm that, just clean cut. That's it. Poop gone. It. So that's the one thing that that
1: little patch thing I've I've I haven't shaved that actually since I started shaving. I actually, always kept that because. It was funny. I always had this like fear when I, when I was a kid. Everybody said I had like everybody said I had like a bowling ball head, like a round head. No, right. So, <laughs> it, it, in in my mind, having that little spot of hair there broke up the, the, the roundness, even though it probably didn't.
0: Well, <laughs> it's it's a it's a focus point. Yeah. So if you truly believed you had a bowling ball head. You know, you, you got your little flavor saver now, so instead of them looking at your head, they're looking at your flavor yeah. saver. So, exactly. yeah, no, I so understand.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same reason I wear, like, hats all the time, because it it distracts people from looking at my face.
0: So <laughs> Well, listen, people do things for, for the strangest reasons. I mean, me, yeah. I, I love hats, but in the summertime, it's like, shit, you sweat. Yeah. I wear glasses, you know, And now I, you know, I I wear glasses with a script, obviously. So Mm. before I was wearing glasses, I would wear glasses every single day because I could change what I was wearing. And I loved glasses when I when I needed the glasses. I was like, oh, shit, you know, I'm cool with it. But it's like now I can't really wear regular designer glasses.
1: Right, because you gotta switch. You can't keep switching the prescription in and out
0: of them. Right, because it's like you know, it's not it's not cheap, you know. Because you you go with the you go with the frames, and then you get your uh, transition lens, and then Mm -hmm. you know I have uh, stigmatism, so I got one is nearsighted, the other one's far sighted. Then I got like a bifocal. So what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, how many glasses can I actually buy? And every year you're going for an eye exam. So if yep. it changes up on you, you kind of screwed because if you blew fourteen hundred dollars on glasses, now you got to do it again. So yep. I buy one pair. <laughs> Man, fuck yeah. it. it is what yeah,
1: it is. Yeah, no, it's, it's true, and and we know that health, health insurance doesn't cover them, so it's covered <laughs> them fully. So you know you're paying a good amount out of pocket.
0: Absolutely, but you know what? When I was in Queens, I have the same medical, you know, eye coverage today that I, mm. you know, for the for the, for. For a long while anyway, right I used to go to a place in Corona right, and I would get uh, argument's sake if I remember correctly, I got a pair of um, oakley's i, I I've mm-hmm. gotten plenty glasses plenty of glasses Giorgio Armani Fendi, uh, Burberry blueberry whatever the fuck you call it <laughs> you know I, I had plenty 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 of designer glasses, but what I do remember is I believe my last pair from this place in Queens, and it was the average price was always pretty much around five to seven hundred dollars by the time yeah. I'd walk out. And I had moved uh, a few years back, which you know, yeah. and uh, here here I am. I got to go for my yearly uh, thing. My script actually changed a bit, so I'm I'm like you know new to the neighborhood. And I'm like, all right, where the hell am I going to go? So I asked them, and they referred me to a place, you know, not too far from the house. I go there, right? And I get a pair of Harley Davidson glasses that look identical to the Oakley that I had the prior year. You know, right. like, the, the, it, it was just very similar. Yeah, to me, they were worth the same amount of money, right? Now, I got the bifocal. I got the transition. I got all of this crap, Right. And I'm like, uh, now I'm going to get nailed in the head, right? Mm-hmm. So she goes to me, okay, I think it was uh, $145. So, oh, shit. So I'm like, what? She goes, uh, yeah, your insurance covers this, this. And she literally spun the computer screen around. You know how they have it facing there yeah. and you're on the other side of the counter? Yeah. She actually showed me how it's broken down by the insurance company. Yep. So I go to her. Are you sure? And she showed me. All right. They'll pay this. They'll pay that. They'll pay, you know, all this stuff. And I'm saying one (laughs) hundred and forty five dollars. Every time I walked out of the shop in Corona, I was walking Mm -hmm. out paying five, six hundred dollars. Jeez. Do you know that woman turned around and told me, well, they robbed you because this is the breakdown. Insurance doesn't change. Your I, your I script is your I script. You know, the, the coverage that I have, they're right. not going to change because I moved from the boroughs to a county,
1: but, uh, you know, but,
0: a, a different county.
1: But is it that the, that store didn't take your insurance? Because there's certain stores that only no, take certain No, percentage.
0: because, no, you see, wherever I go, if I go elsewhere, you know, somewhere different, I, if I'm not covered, if they won't accept me, that means mm-hmm. I won't go. You know, right. if they're like, okay, uh, you know, Mr. So and So, we don't accept this this coverage, and I'm like, okay, thank you, no problem, and I'll find some place that accepts the coverage. Gotcha. So honestly, that- I had a heart attack. <laughs> you know, I was like, holy can shit! You, can you imagine that? Just just
1: them jacking up prices just so they can. I mean it's just it's
0: crazy. Yeah. And and you think they don't do that with other shit, although you know no. period. Like yeah. seriously. Well, that's true. If you could give pills away, right, to the mm. unfortunate, and then the people that are fortunate to have a job are getting screwed. Yeah. You know you know how much money is, is is flying all over the place in the in these places? Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's crazy. Easy. But the yeah. woman said I mean, it straight I, up and out. She was like, "Well, they they've been robbing you." Well, I, I was like, "Holy shit!" Well, I had
1: something similar where I, when I went to get my glasses, I I hadn't gotten new glasses in a little bit. And I went to get new glasses, and I got these like like these frames by this company. Um, it's called Dita, like, and they're like all handmade frames, and they have like they could be adjusted. Like they're really nice frames, and I never spend money on on frames. And like looking into it. You know, they were like, oh, well, you know, you could probably get coverage through, you know, your medical. And then speaking to my medical medical, like, oh, yeah, well, we'll cover this much. And then I'm like, but I thought I had, you know, this other kind of thing that was, you know, part of my medical. So basically they neglect to tell you that all you have to do is just file for a refund. Not a refund. A um, what do you call it? Like they pay you back when you when you pay it out. I guess yeah, it's a, that's
0: a yeah, it's a refund, but it's like the, I the mail shit. I, I know what you're talking yeah. about. so I wound up getting the frames covered one hundred percent, but meanwhile, they
1: neglect to try and tell you that
0: stuff. Right, it's crazy. because they they want to keep your money. Yeah, that that's <laughs> that is fucked up, but it's true, it's true. Now, you know, it's it's sad to say that in life, you're getting pretty much getting robbed the minute you step out of your house. You know, I was, I was going over with my kids. I'm like, listen, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't expect certain things. You can't live a certain way. And I broke down to them my expense. And I'm not talking about mortgage and shit like that. Mm. I was like, okay, you know, I pack, I pack food every day. Right. Right. A thermos of coffee, whatnot. And I I was trying to explain to them that, you know, when your mother goes food shopping and she buys food, you know, stop like eating everything in, in an hour. You know, it, it's got to last because yeah. I have four kids. And what I did was I was like, OK, I pay this amount for gas every week. Right. I pay this amount for the tolls every week. And that's pretty astronomical, if you ask me, because oh, yeah. it's it's amazing how you you're driving over water. I I didn't ask you to put fucking water there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you mean to tell me that you know uh, uh, oh, over a million people going over one bridge, and that bridge hasn't been paid off yet? You know, oh, the the the, the Verrazano
1: is now I think nineteen dollars.
0: Yeah, it's insane. It's yeah, insane.
1: For- uh, and, that, was, yeah. that was supposed to be That was supposed to be free once it was paid off That was it
0: Right Now, the, the problem is Is all these rates keep going up Right yeah. and, and it's pathetic So I I, to, I tell them that And then I'm like Okay, just forget about that Now, let's go to food In the morning Right I would wake up I would go to my spot I would get uh, my coffee I would get, you know uh, Some type of snack Go in, go to work. There's five dollars, seven dollars right there. Get to work. Everybody takes a coffee order. Okay, so now you're getting coffee, bacon, egg, and cheese, all this shit, and now you're looking at eight dollars. Right? Comes lunchtime, and you know you go to a good deli. You know whether you're in Astoria or you're in Manhattan, and here you go. Anywhere from twelve to fifteen dollars, sometimes twenty dollars, depending on the place you would go to. And I was like, okay, so break it down. You're you're over thirty. You're approximately at thirty dollars on average a day. Figure that out for the week. What are you supposed to do? You know, when when if you would if you were to pack your own stuff, of course it's cheaper because you're buying it. You know, in in the stores. And I told him I was like, keep doing that. And then you figure out how much money you could have saved and that money you spent weekly on takeout, you know, you could actually buy a week's worth of groceries. You know, and my kids are looking at it. They still don't get it. It's like, you know, uh, for them, it's like, you know, when, you know, my wife is tired, she's like, I, I'm really not in the mood. Oh, let's get pizza. You know? Yeah. yeah okay. So you order two, three pies, you know, it's, it's not cheap. You know, no, pizza,
1: pizza, I'm amazed at how much pizza costs now.
0: It, <laughs> and you know what? The poor pizza maker, you know, used to make a good dollar on a pie. Now, you know, if you go to a pizzeria and the minute you, you know, you fold your slice and that yeah. thing is dripping oil, that's yeah, because yeah. your cheese is cheap and the pizzeria owner is trying to make a fucking living. Now, if you go and you get a good slice and there's no oil dripping, he's paying top dollar for that mozzarella. And the problem is, is he probably isn't making the money he should be making.
1: Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, you know, it's not it's not just the pizzeria's, you know, fault, you know, for the for the for the price increase and everything that I get that. But at the same time, there's tons of places that are just doing it on purpose that they're they're jacking prices up money hungry. Yeah. yeah, because they see that next door is charging, you know, you know, twenty something dollars for a pie. No, and yeah. I, I just,
0: I don't know. I just, I just think that you ever, you I ever mean, go to Grimaldi's, that place yeah. over there in Brooklyn? Yeah, I over mean, by uh, Dumbo. Yeah, it's amazing. The line is is a block long, and you could only yeah. buy a pie. You can't walk in there and get a, a slice. Yeah. They, yeah, they must be making a killing.
1: Absolutely. And I, you know it's funny because i'm not I'm not a big pizza person at all. I like actually I'm not a pizza fan at all. My wife makes fun of me. My stepson makes fun of me, but i i just I just never got like a taste for pizza. It was just like it was i think I think one of the problems was when I became vegetarian, it was like the easy go to. so like I ate it so much that i I think I just kind of got burnt out on it. Mm-hmm. so now, like so now, like when I get pizza, like I like to get you know decent pizza, like say, like you know l and b or something that was a little bit more.
0: Yeah, but that you place know. changed too after that owner was killed. That's Pomoni Gardens. You're talking about, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. place was yeah. fabulous. Yeah, I mean, it's,
1: the pizza's still good. I mean, they did change it a little bit, but it's still good. Um, I if have, I'm in, you know, if I'm in Brooklyn, that's where I'm going to go on the way home. You know,
0: I have two favorite pizzerias, and I'll stick by them till the very end. You have my all-time favorite by the Triborough. Uh, on the Manhattan side, 119th Street and and uh, First Avenue, I believe it is, uh, it's called Patsy's. The, okay. There's a restaurant there that's been there forever, and right next door, there's Patsy's Pizza. You walk in, all right, you have a counter on your right, on your right, like it's in back of you as you walk in, right, A mm. little window, it's a small little space. Uh, and to the right of that, you have a soda machine and then right in front of you, you walk maybe three steps and that's, you know, the counter for the guys making the pizza. They have a, a a coal oven that's over a hundred years old and you see them shoveling the coal under the oven and the pizza's consistent. Ever since I could remember, I've been going there, shit, uh, since the the eighties, late eighties. Nice. The pizza's so good. It's not too thick. It's not too thin. It's just right. And from the 80s, if I even go there now, the pizza's the same, same. taste. It's got that black burn on the bottom. It's yeah, fabulous. Rich. Yeah. It is so good that I used to buy four pies, right? To bring them home. Cold, and everybody would just hang out in front of the house, and we would eat it. You know, a couple of friends, you know, my family. It was great. And I like that's awesome. You got to try that. It's Patsy's Pizza. Now, there's another Patsy's that's pretty famous in Brooklyn, but I don't think it's the same owner. Yeah. And um, the, the other one happens to be New Park Pizza in, 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 uh, in Howard Beach. Their pizza is very consistent. Their Sicilians are fabulous. Now, I like Sicilians because, you know, you get more for your money, so to speak, because it's nice, yeah. fat, gooey and stuff. Yeah. Their, their pizza is pretty good. Where I moved now, the pizza sucks here. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I it, can it imagine sucks. it's,
1: it, it's you know, and, and it's funny because like people still about like the water and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. It is. It, it's the truth. No, it it's is. It's, it's, it is. It is. It the definitely. water, the water makes the difference. Yeah, between from bagels
1: to pizza, any of it, anything that needs water to make the dough, it makes a difference. I mean, I you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've been to places in Florida where you know they ship the water in and all this stuff. It's definitely, it definitely is the truth. It's funny, yeah. You know, it's funny like like those old school pizzerias like that. That that's that's what I grew up on. Like, and a lot of people, you know, like it's it's funny like talking to certain people and they had no clue about you know what a real like old school pizzeria was, you know, just like, just like you described counter soda machine, you know, oven, that's about it. Yeah. And it was years ago, um, ECB from Germany, he was, he, he was coming over to paint and me and Venge were talking and is like, oh, you know, you know, why don't you come with us to, you know, meet up, meet up at, um, at ECB's favorite Italian restaurant. And I'm like, oh, all right, you know, sounds good. So he tells me where it's at, and I'm thinking about the place. I'm like, I know this place. I think it was like over by Bay Ridge, mm-hmm. and and I, I walk up the front. I look, and I go, it's a pizzeria. I'm like this isn't an Italian restaurant. And I walk in, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I'm like, this isn't. And then you know, they explained to me that like you know, um, you know apparently like over there, they didn't really have like New York pizza. Mm-hmm. And, like it was it was different. Like you know, they had yeah. like you know, they thought about having like you know. Um, chains and stuff like that, but not having, like, an authentic, you know, New York pizzeria, and, like, Mm -hmm. that just kind of blew my mind, like, this is something, like, we grew up with, and that we go to all the time, and, like, just other places, they don't know it.
0: No, that's, that's, that's that's true. See, like, I, when, when I went to Italy, I expected pizza to be like the pizza here. Now, Mm. you talk to any Italian in Italy, and they're like, yeah, you know, America ruined pizza. Yeah. And, uh... I went, I, they make their pizza on, uh, on a rectangular pan, like a Sicilian, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. And they cut it. Um, they cut it. Like if you were to cut in like four cuts and then mm-hmm. normally in America on a Sicilian, they'll do the four cuts and then they'll do one straight down the middle. So now they right. got eight pieces in Italy. It's four cuts and that's it. And the way they eat it is they fold they fold the pizza end to end from what I saw where I was. But right. it's uh very it's very, very thin. The, yeah. this, it's not overloaded with sauce nor cheese. And it has a sprinkle of basil, parsley, whatever it may be. And the pizza is delicious. Yeah. So I kind of understand why they say America ruined pizza. But at the same time, over here, the the pizzerias, are, they are great pizzerias. But if you were to eat an authentic Italian slice, you would be amazed at the difference of what it actually is.
1: Yeah, I actually, I grew up, a friend of mine, his father was from, he was off the boat, you know, and he was a you know a contractor, and they built their house and when they built their house, he built a brick oven in the basement oh, and, that's the and, best, yeah, and he would make pizza, and that's exactly how the pizza was it was it was super thin, not a lot of cheese, not a lot of sauce, more like more like um like not spices, but more like you know like seasoning, i guess yeah, <clears throat> that like made it, like, you know stand out like more fresh you know ingredients and <clears throat> after eating that, I think that was like. Uh, like that pizza, nothing beat it. I was like, "This is just insane!" So anytime he was making pizza, like I'd like run down to the house and be like, "All right, I'll take a pie."
0: <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. for myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. My 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 aunt in Boston, may she rest in peace. She was such a fabulous cook, and uh, every summer, you know, when I was a kid, we would go we would go up there uh, to hmm. Boston, and uh, that's why I'm a Red Sox fan. I'm sure everybody oh, really? knows by now Yeah, and uh, she would make the best chicken soup and the best pizza other than the the food everything was always good but I would actually you know we I was a kid right and I, I'd see these chickens running in the backyard and I never put two and two together you know I was excited to be there you know going to Fenway Park you know shit like that watching the Red Sox game with my cousins and um my mother just loved chicken soup and when we would get there an Italian thing was okay you know we'll, they they give you soup and then you know you later on you'd have your your dinner and so on and so right. forth and I never put two and two together that that chicken that I saw running was the chicken (laughs) soup that I was having. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. When I I found out, it was like sort of like a void. I didn't want chicken soup anymore, but my mother made a great chicken soup as well. So now, quick story on this. My wife loved her chicken soup. When you were sick, my mom would send over a big pot of chicken soup. Mm. And it was just the best thing. You had a sore throat, fever, you know, just, a fucked up, you know, flu type of thing, and yeah. my mother would have that beautiful chicken soup. So now, one day, I don't i don't remember if the chicken soup came to my house, or we were at my mother's house. I think we were at my mother's house. And my wife went to serve everyone. And my wife digs in, and she pulls out a fucking chicken claw. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> when she saw that, she was like, I'm not eating this shit. And <laughs> and when I saw it too, I was like, "Oh man, that's fucking nasty." But my mother, my mother would fucking she would suck on the fucking on the, on it like it was something normal. My father I'd, used to go and eat lamb. I'd have a lamb in the in the oven, yeah. a head cut in half, and my father yep. would eat the eyeballs and all. Yep. Oh, oh my god. Thank uh, God I, they I, had fucking stomachs of fucking steel.
1: I can't remember what they call it, but they, so my friend who's, you know, his father was from Italy, same exact thing would happen. We would, I would go into his refrigerator and it would just be the, the, the lamb head just chilling there with the eyeball, the tongue sticking out. Ugh. And I'm just like, and I, I, it can't, he, I you know, like, well, you know, can I grab a soda and he's like, yeah, just go in the fridge. And then know, it was in there, you know, and they, they're they waiting for me to open the fridge you know, I oh, open they, it they up.
0: They set your ass up.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, but the funny thing is like, I just open it, grab the soda and they're like, everything right i'm like yeah i'm like uh everything's good i go yeah like you didn't you didn't see it? i go oh what the head yeah what do you want me to do, freak out and they're like oh all right never yeah, mind because normally I people like, do yeah I, I, I was like i'm not playing into it
0: i'm like no, well, i'm not doing it. <laughs> i i i would watch my father eat it and i was like oh hell no i i can't i just can't i, I can't remember what they called it there was a
1: name for it and um, i think it's sort of G. And they, they, it was that they they ate everything. They ate the brains. They ate
0: everything. Yeah, like, my fa- my father was heavily into that. Me, nope, never, never will. It's it's just, ugh. you know, And my mother would cook it very simple. It would go yeah. in the oven, uh, salt, pepper, a little lemon, and that was pretty much it. My father would eat that like it was the Last Supper. Yeah. And yeah it, my father would go, "Hey, you want some?" I'm like, "Ew." He like, "Hell no." <laughs> Mm-mm. Nope, sorry <laughs> it's,
1: funny it's funny you mentioned The chicken foot too I, I When I was a kid My parents had an ice cream store On Staten Island And next door to it Was a Chinese restaurant And I had a friend Named um, Harvey That, you know He was about the same age as me And he came out of the restaurant One day And he had something Sticking out of his mouth And I thought it was a A lollipop Because yeah. I just felt like Like a stick coming out And I was like Oh, you know I, I was like Oh, you know he had another one and he pulled the chicken foot out of his mouth. Oh my god. And I was just like, What the f- what are oh. you doing? And he's like he's like he's like no, it's good and I'm like I I'll trust you on that one. I'm like, Yeah, I'll I don't take you. But yeah, I remember that. Jeez. Once you said chicken foot, that's a, that's what Ugh. I pictured. I just I just pictured that. Jeez. Yeah,
0: no, it's it's <laughs> it's nasty. My wife to this day, I mean she she was just looking at me like Ugh. you know, but um I, it, yeah, it's a day di- it's mm. a different way of life, you know. People,
1: that's what people did. That's what they did, you
0: know. Yeah, wait, look, a, when it, where where my parents were from, it, it's a beautiful mountain, you know, mountain part and all, uh, all that. And uh, well, wait, you spray paint, and I can hear that shit a mile away. Oh, from. I, I love it. Either that or it's <laughs> underarm deodorant. Nope, nope. Windex. Like spray paint. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I know it's spray paint. And uh, yeah, I got it. I got I
1: Unfortunately. I'm, trying to work on some stuff,
0: you know, to do, you, once, do you Do yeah. you have, like, a, a place in the house that you store all your canvases? Because I'm sure you have a great collection, because all your shows, you know, seem to be pretty uh, well-stocked. Um.
1: Well, not to sound like... Uh, well, how do I... I don't have... I don't have canvas on stock. I actually... I, pretty much any time I show, they sell. Mm-hmm. So... So I don't really get canvases back, usually, they just go right to the
0: no no, know, no 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 yeah i I understand that, but like an argument sake you you're setting up for a show let's say for next mm-hmm. month, and you have yeah. six to ten pieces in there so like that that's what I'm getting at you know, do you have a, a storage spot
1: oh you mean like 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 what do you mean like finished canvases or yeah like that, you know
0: that are that are ready ready to go out to shows
1: oh <laughs> right now because of, because of the show um all my canvases are in the living room anything that's done because what I, what I like to do before a show is I kind of like put them out there so I could kind of look at them Mm -hmm. and, you know, see if there's anything I want to change or if there's anything I don't feel is right. So I kind of put them in front of my face a little bit more than I usually
0: would. Yeah. Like a final, like a final go round. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. So like
1: right now, I mean, there's about, there's about 20 canvases in my living room that I keep kind of rotating just to bring you know one in front, you know, just to kind of like look it over, and then mm-hmm. you know, I, then I'll switch it out, and then that's that's what I'll keep them until the you know, unless my wife kills me, but uh, until <laughs> until until the show, right, right, right.
0: No, that yeah. that's good though that you sell, and I I've seen you know sold, 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 and I'm like that's fucking great. I mean. It, you gotta, you gotta be proud of what you do. I mean, or else you wouldn't be doing it. Do you sometimes think to yourself, "Wow, people actually pay good money for a canvas"? I'm honored. Or, or absolutely, yeah, you know, that's I mean, the way I feel. Shit, I only charge ten, fifteen dollars a canvas, and I'm fucking happy as a pig in shit when people buy them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I, I'm the same way. Like, I, I think you know, anytime anybody buys anything, you know, like, you know I, I, it's weird because sometimes with galleries they don't like you to know who the buyer is Mm -hmm. because they don't want to get cut out.
0: Right. That's the whole purpose of a gallery, but the gallery is good for you as well because you get an exposure and, you know, it's, it's great. One hand washes the other, so to speak.
1: Absolutely. I've always, I've always said this and and there's a lot of artists out there right now who kind of like, there's a lot of artists who want to try and cut galleries out and say that galleries, there's no reason for them anymore, which to me is bullshit because you need a gallery to show your work because people could buy stuff online, but there's going to be less and less of people buying stuff online. If they can't appreciate what kind of goes into the canvas, they're not going to go, they're not going to be able to appreciate it if they're not seeing it in person. A lot of times, you know, and I think, you know, galleries are always going to be needed. I think, you know, there'll be less and less of them, but they're always going to be needed.
0: So I think, I I think they'll be around. I I, I truly, I truly think Absolutely. So but as far as like um like
1: I I always like to try and, you know, you know, thank to people who buy the work or, you know, talk to them a little bit, try to get them to kinda like, you know, see my insight on the piece or, you know, hear mm-hmm. their insight on the piece, like just to make it a little bit more of a you know, personal connection. So like I one hundred percent appreciate when people buy work. I mean it's you know, it's
0: it's, it's a great feeling. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, then you yeah, have, you it. know, certain people that they, they're, you know, high profile, you know, I personally think like the high profile sellers of their work, you know, sometimes it's just the way they carry themselves that you're like, you know, this guy's a douchebag and he really don't give a shit. He just wants the money, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. I've, yeah I've, I mean, you know, I, I don't understand that. You know, if you're doing it for the money and like, you know, you're pretty much like robbing somebody when, when you're that snooty, snotty prick, <clears throat> you know, stuck up type of person. Th- yeah. Those are the people that make the money. And, and I'm like, you know what? You forgot where you came from.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it amazes me when like you'll be at a, like an event or something like that and somebody won't sign a book or something. I don't I never understood that.
0: That to like, me, my friend, is bullshit. If if yeah. I went to a show and someone I, you know, if I had a book, a black book or whatever, you know, I, I stopped doing that sort of shit. But I, I've had a situation where, you know, they, they were like, mm, nah, nah, pass. And I'm like, you know what? You'll never get my support. You know, I'm saying this to myself. I'm like, and you know what? You're pretty much going to kill yourself right now if that's the way you're going to be. You know, people charging for you to sign your name in a black book, are you kidding me? You know, okay, (laughs) if you make the money, okay. I mean, if that's what the event is, fine, I understand. But if you're just browsing, mingling, you know, in a gallery and hanging out with the boys and shit, and you see somebody like, yo, you mind signing my my book? And they're like, "Mm," or they ask for money? Oh my god! I I think I would be like, you know what? Go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah, stuff like that never made sense to me at all. I mean, it's like, listen, if
0: if somebody's buying a
1: drawing, that's a different story. Like, if you're doing like a specific piece for them, and you know they're buying a piece from you, I get that. But if if it is like somebody's like looking for you just to you know hit their book, and they they like they like kind of you know give you the uh well you know bullshit story. It just I don't know. It Just I don't know. It just like you said, it they're not doing it for the right reasons. I mean, you because know, I mean not for Mm-mm. nothing. It's not like it's not like you were, you know if somebody's catching a tag on the street, they're not charging somebody to look at it.
0: You know? Right. Yeah. And, Absolutely. and that's the reason why it. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and that
1: yeah, you know, I, you started you started bombing for a reason. It's not like, you know you started painting, you know it's funny, like I I just been messing around with a couple ideas for some new T shirts and like one of the things I was talking with somebody about was it was painting to paint. You know, like Growing up when I was you know learning how to paint and and you know you know, doing abandoned spots and all this stuff, we painted because we wanted to and you know we painted because it was some kind of fulfillment that we were getting out of it now a lot of people don't feel like they do that they just paint so they can sell something you know they they paint so they can do a building so they can get more you know pats on the back more instagram likes you know so
0: that's
1: <laughs> yeah. it's it's weird to me it's like how like how this all kind of is, is going. And, you know, it's like, it's, you know, like, like me and Venge talk about it all the time, like, you know, we would rather paint, you know, the back of a gas station that nobody's going to see than some big wall, because we're getting the, the pure, the pure feeling for it and the, the enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the reason why we started doing it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely, I don't know, I don't know, this scene in general. And just just art in general is just—it's always going to have some kind of weird thing going on, and it's just not—I don't know. It's it's just almost like you got to change with it, mm-hmm. because if you don't, if you don't, you're going to just become, you know, you're going to become, you know, uh, forgotten about, right? And and, that, and then that's you know that's a whole other thing. That's like you know too many people worry about that, you know, and it's like it's just like get back to the art form, get back to the reason why we did it, why we were painting, why. Why you you know you 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 know you went to other boroughs to take pictures of other people's work because you appreciated it mm-hmm. and you were inspired and why you were inspired by it right not because not because you were gonna you know sell a canvas like you were saying you know or or pay somebody to charge somebody to hit their book like I don't
0: know mm-hmm. I know I, I understand see like my me myself I mean you know a lot of people would say like you know why are you under you know why are you undercutting your work and. You know, some people say, you know, you're fucked up for doing that because you, you know, you that's that's not a, a good uh, thing to do because then other people will be like, Well, I could get this from him and why do I have to pay that much more from that one. But my excuse and my reasoning towards that is I never did graffiti to make money. Right. And true. you know, if if someone's willing to pay for, for a small little canvas, I'm honored. And, you know, people... I have four kids. Life is a struggle. So, you know, I'm more for the underdog. And that underdog that buys my canvas, I salute them. And that's just me. Other people that, you know... Look, I would love to sell expensive stuff. I feel personally that I'm not that guy. I feel that I want to, you know... Have someone say, wow, I can afford it. Like a 15-year-old, a 16-year-old is like, oh, you know, let me buy it. That, that to me is what, what's more uh, empowering, you know, than to get someone just to, you know, zip through their phone and PayPal, blah, 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 blah. Not that I knock anybody because I don't, but like my show. You know, my my sponsorship, you know, I've went through shows where I've seen like what it costs to sponsor a show and what these people are getting in donations. Me, I do it for the love. I do it to give back. Uh, Do I think about having some type of donation thing set up? Absolutely. Am I going to further myself? Absolutely. Am I going to look later, you know for for like some advertisement type of shit where I could make money absolutely but in the meantime I have four seasons under my belt and I never ever made money on it and right. it costs money you know to to run a podcast but at the same time no one put a gun to my head and said do the show I took that right. I took that year and a half off uh, because of my move, and I was just enjoying the move, you know right. and uh my wife was the one that said, "Hey, you need to come back and uh you know, if it wasn't for my wife, I probably wouldn't be doing the podcast, even though I love it, and I'll continue to do it now because I you know got right back in um to me, to give a story like our conversation right now our, our past uh, you know our past interviews on the other seasons. To me, that's worth a million dollars, you know? I, I appreciate that.
1: And, that. and the good thing is that's what shows. I mean, you know, it's it's funny you, you mentioned, you know, not... So, for example, when, when we launched Robots Will Kill back in 2001, you know, like, mm-hmm. a little bit after that is when, like, the whole internet boom kind of hit. And right. everybody was, like, all about it. So, I and mean, Kevin, like, You know, we would talk and he would ask me, he's like, you know, do you want to have advertisers, you know, doing like the click banners and all this stuff? And I told him straight out. I was like, no, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I was like, because it's going to be distracting to the people who are here to see the artwork that we're here to see, you know, the graffiti that we're here to see photography, whatever they were coming to look at the website for. So we always we always stayed away from the advertisers because of that. And, you know, and I think that kind of I think it. It, it might have been tough for us because we didn't make money except for like selling sticker packs and shirts. And that was how we refunded everything and like, you know, put everything back into whatever we could. But, you know, and I think if I did it now and we had that same opportunity, I would still say the same thing. You know, we had plenty of like, plenty of companies that wanted to buy the website, wanted to, you know, this, that, and the next thing. Uh, for me, I didn't care about making the money off of it. It was, it was always about, you know, the exposure for the artists who didn't get that exposure, who were getting left behind, that were getting forgotten about, that were getting, like, laughed out of galleries because, you know, they used spray paint instead of brush paint, you know. So, you know, like, I always appreciated that for, like, things like what you do and, you know, other companies out there that still kind of hold true to what they, you know, started it for. You know, and with that said, I mean, you know, it's like, like for, you know, for example, like you are saying about not want to hit people over the head for canvases and stuff like that. You know, that also goes back to, you know, your working class mentality, you know, like the idea of you work for your paycheck, you know, and a lot of people, you know, don't understand spending, you know, $500 on a canvas because they worked so hard for that paycheck. And it's, it's a good way to, it's a good way to kind of stay humble, but at the same time, you got to realize, you know, it's, you know, charging $10 for a canvas that you do, it's not just about... It's not just about the the supplies that you put into it. but It's also the time mm-hmm. and the idea and the idea. So Absolutely. I understand. I understand charging you know ten dollars, but at the same time, you you know you could you know you could probably charge more because you know there is a name of the foundation there. You know, it's not you just doing you know the same thing that you do every time. You know, it's.
0: That's the yeah, thing you know, I, but listen, I I agree a hundred percent. You know, sometimes I think about raising the prices. I just don't know how to do it, and, and I'm being honest with you. I just don't know how to do that. Um, well, and that's
1: and that's that's one big issue that I think is in the art world that that you know whether it's graffiti, uh, um, street art, photography, whatever. That's one big issue I think that has always happened in the art world that has never been explained to artists. There's never been like a really good Way to be like you know. For example, I know this artist who's never done a mural, and he's reaching out to me and asking, "How do they price for a mural?" And uh, you know, it's a great it's a great question.
0: It is. It's a million dollar question.
1: Yeah, because you know you have to. There's so much to take into consideration. You know, for example, like if you charge, if you charge, you know, five hundred dollars for a a twelve by twelve canvas. Mm -hmm. So that's a foot by foot. So if now then you're trying to factor that into a mural you know, you can't, you know, if, if it's a, you know, 20 foot mural, can you still use that, that, you know, um, price, sheet, math? so to speak, yeah, that, yeah, that price sheet, that math of, you know, $500 for a 12 by 12 square, you know, it's like,
0: right. and, and then, you base yeah. off of that. That's the, that's right. the question. I look, right. like I said, you, 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 you do certain things, um, If you're out there, like, you are out there, and I could only imagine, I mean, you know, you really put the heart into it, you're putting the time into it, the travel, the thought, the supply, uh, not really for you, I say, and I, I may be right, I may be wrong, like, you yourself, Chris, RWK, You're well-known your work is consistent Uh, There's twists in what you do, you know, so You as the artist you have the right and I and I get it. I understand you know, you're worth so much and people respect the pricing Arguments sake if so, Mm. you know, correct me if I'm wrong you know, you have the mentality of the pricing game in this, and you pull off such beautiful work. And to me, my friend, it's priceless. That 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 stuff down in uh, by the towers, well, the the Freedom Tower now. Yeah. You know, it, it, I would be honored to do what you did there. So yeah, you're worth every fucking penny. And well, I mean, is, and that, sorry,
1: not to cut you off, but with that, so, so for me, doing that, doing those pieces meant a lot because I had a connection to that area because of my father. hmm So, so, making, making decision to actually do that when I knew that, I know there was a lot of like, you know, talk around that area and that project and how artists weren't getting paid enough, you know, and weren't getting paid you know, and this that next thing. For me, the money wasn't what I was caring about. The money was the money was good to get because, you know, it was for supplies and time and all that. But for me, the emotional connection to doing that piece was, mm-hmm. you know, the was pre- was priceless. Right. So so that's another thing that artists, you know, kinda get screwed around with too, because there are projects that artists want to do where, you know, it could be a great thing from a company or whatever, right. but the company knows that they they can nickel and dime artists and they try to do it all the time. And, and if they, if they say they say they want you to do, you know, a small piece for a thousand dollars, say. Now, if you don't say yes to that, a lot of artists know, if you don't say yes, they're just going to hire somebody else. that's going to do something weaker for that price. Mm -hmm. So being an artist in this, in this kind of, you know, world is so difficult because right now, right now, street art, graffiti, and all that stuff is such a big buzzword, and people love it so much that they are, you know, they are shelling out money. But they're not shelling out money that, you know, like big name artists are going to get. And like it's it's weird. There's like there's a weird situation with that going on now.
0: That's that's because they're making money off of you, right? right. And they're yes, they're gonna undercut because they want to make a bigger margin, yeah of course it, it listen know, that's life in general yeah, but but your your thought that goes into this is is to yourself, you understand it's like a decision mm-hmm. you're making, so go ahead because it's very interesting what you're saying, you know, for that thousand dollars you know someone's gonna say no, right. whatever,
1: right, so you know being an artist, I mean you're kind of you're kind of there's a fear in saying no because you know that somebody else is going to take the job for that price even mm-hmm. if it's like you know even if it's you know some kid straight out of college and then you also have a fear of being passed up you know and 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 that, that see it's 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 a the art world even the graffiti world is 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 strange because most people started doing these things because they wanted to you know, they wanted they wanted a an outlet, but they also mm-hmm. wanted an they also wanted
0: an acceptance. You know, all right, right, and in the, and certain exposure as well,
1: right, and and that exposure is you know is is a form of acceptance in in ways because even if you know you paint to paint, you're still you're still trying to satisfy yourself. So there's some kind of level of satisfaction that you want to come out of artwork. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of gets deeper in the fact of, you know, when you finally show somebody, you want somebody to have a reaction to it. So there's always going to be a weird thing of of acceptance and outlet for artists. And money does come along with that because, you know, people wind up getting an ego. And, you know, if, if I could get this much for it, then I can get that much for it. And it gets this, like, weird weird game of trying to push to get more and more money mm-hmm. it, you know it's it, it, for example like if you know if you're a doctor you know you kind of get uh, not a doctor if you're a train conductor you're getting a certain wage and you're going to get a wage on your performance in the art world it's kind of the same thing If you know how, what I mean?
0: how, like, how so, though, I mean, you know, a, a train conductor gets a certain amount of money per hour and basically he's just being paid to move the train.
1: OK, all right. So maybe the train conductor is not a good example because it's more of a union wage rate kind of job.
0: Mm-hmm. Think of it.
1: Something as like a,
0: a doctor, I think, would be better because a doctor's man, performing certain right. miracles. And believe right. it or not, that one doctor could make you live or make you die. Right. And the price that they put out there. Me personally, listen, a doctor deserves his money, but they're still robbing you. <laughs> oh, absolutely,
1: absolutely. You know, or it's even like you know. But but think of it this way, like you know. It's, so if they do better at their job, they're going to get a, uh, a a higher
0: a higher price point. rate, right? Right. That's that's so just, that's what you're saying. I I get it. It's yeah. like if you hire a contractor to do your driveway. Right. Uh, one contract will say, okay, I'll do it for this price. The other guy do it for that price. You you go, you, uh, I don't know, my wife looks up reviews. Mm. And, you know, that's how my wife determines who's going to do the work. And it's basically, if you're good at your trade and you really want your, you know, house to look, you know, good, you're going to pay that extra price. Now, right. the poor guy that's really good charging less if he doesn't have great reviews he's going to get passed by it's it sucks because that's exactly what the art industry is yeah it's the same it, it, thing
1: yeah and that's and that's and that's basically what happened with like instagram and social media because you have you had galleries and stuff like that that were just giving people shows because of how many followers they had how many likes they had which right. is crazy mm-hmm. you know it, you know there's no guarantee that the artwork is good you know but hmm. they see what they see what's out there you know, it's I don't know the art world. I mean, I love it and I hate it at the same time. You know, it's but it's
0: you know I, I agree. And you know what I compare it to? Mm. Okay, when we were kids, uh, you know, you could buy a you could buy a fifty seven or 68, 69 Volkswagen for mm. you know the punch buggies for yeah three four hundred dollars right yeah and, and I'm gonna go up in scale. Uh, you could buy a 67 GTO uh, in bad condition or fairly good condition, you know, for maybe ten, twelve thousand, right? 12000 right? Now, Barrett Jackson comes along, right? <laughs> this fucking, yeah. this guy, I, I I hate the the bastard, you know, <laughs> you watch that show, right? Once this guy yeah. took on all these auctions and all these beautiful cars, you know, something that you Growing up, knew at a certain point in your life you'd be able to afford it is now crushed. Yep. Because now even your cheapest car, so to speak, not that I'm putting down a, a punch buggy, but you're paying fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand, depending on the, the year of the of the the punch buggy. Now, right? Yep. That 1967 GTO just went from you know, middle class guy affording to get one anywhere from seventy to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a GTO, yep. and believe me, I've seen it, and it's insane. It really is insane. And, right, but
1: you know, but the way, but the way around that is you have to buy, you know, a scrapper, and build it yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> you know what, the problem is those scrappers now are going for big bucks yeah that that's well, that's what i was gonna get at yeah you know true. it's fucked up it, it really it's, is and seeing how
1: much a hey, what do you call it like a like a um like a 32 coupe body goes for because of how few may, you know fewer out there it's incredible that you know just just yeah. just, a, just just a metal shell of that body alone can grab 10 to twelve thousand dollars. yep and absolutely it's, and it's And it's nothing. Mm -hmm. So it's true. Basically, it's it's just
0: because it's got a stamp that, that, you know, what it is. It's fucked up. And it's true. It's the same thing with the art world because
1: you have, you have, there's even, there's even artists out there who get paid not to paint. Oh,
0: yeah. I know. They'll
1: get get paid by collectors or their, their backers to put out less work. So there's less of it out there. So it becomes worth more money.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard of that. And I think I know quite a few who they are as well. That's insane.
1: And, 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 and that goes back to the paint to paint, paint to paint mentality for me, because how the hell are you going to be an artist and not want to paint as much as you can?
0: Right, you know, like, right. I, and, I mean, and, I get the concept and, it, and it's kind of scary and it's kind of sure. fucked up. Yeah, it is because you know, that's that's where that's where it becomes the robots will kill Because yeah. you know because this one guy argument's sake is gonna stop Because of the social surroundings Right and and it's like how you you bring your robot into play where everybody's gonna wind up being a robot The same shit over and over again a daily fucking routine And Mm -hmm. when you cap an artist, that's like taking a beautiful bird and 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 putting it in a cage, you know.
1: And but that's how it should be. But a lot of these people aren't because they're basically built on bullshit. You know, they're built. They're built on the fact that you know they saw somebody else doing it, so now they'll do it, and you know, build a name for themselves. And then all of a sudden, you know, you got backers or or. Our galleries telling them, "Oh, put out less work," and they'll do it. I, I if I had it, if I had that happened to me, you know, I would just be like, "No, I'm good." Like, if you can't sell my work, that's your own fault. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just that that mentality is crazy.
0: Uh, and it's it's insane. I, it really is. It, it, the, the 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 modern world today in everyday life and in art and any type of way of form. The the controlling is 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 there. It's real, you yeah. Know? And it's sad, you know. And the people, do you call them sellouts when they do that, or do you call them money hungry? I mean, it's right. it's, it's it's a you know an up and down situation. It's a scale that you never know what side you're on.
1: Right, and I, I mean, I, like I said, I mean, it's it it brings back the question of you know, are you doing it because you love to create, or are you doing it because you just want to?
0: cash in mm-hmm. and it's you know shit i i don't know why i do it i do it for the love i guess I, i'm not out well, yeah. there i would love to be out there i would love to get more involved in having my stuff in in galleries um you know i i don't know how to go about it you know i, I sent two pieces down to gallery 448 you know and i was like hey if they sell please keep the money and you know use it towards your expenses i i was honored i mean i, I I I, I love Karen and all she's great. And um, I just I'd never really been into it like the way you are. That's why I look up to you. I I love what you do. And I would love to do that. I just don't know how. I mean, hey, anybody listening, you know, you want to give me a hand, get me out there. yeah. (laughs) I'll do I'll do the canvases. No problem. You know, but like I said, you know, Chris, listen, let's get realistic. You are a different breed. You are you are that robot. You're a fucking you're a machine. You know I hear you I hear you sanding in the background. I you know you're a nonstop animal, and oh. you're not going to change. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you're not going to change. I I could see you, I could see you retiring from your job and and just going even harder on your artwork, which is great. Hats off to you. Uh, me, yes, I would love to be like you. You know. Every show you know having you know my name in 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 flyers, and I would love to, but I just don't know how and oh. seriously uh, it, it's got to be a great feeling and listen when, when i when I see you in events where i would I would be like holy shit they they psst, Chris is in there, you know and you're you're, you're with a listing people you know. You're with the, the, the headliners. Well, and I'd you see, basically are the headliner. In my in my eyes, you're you're the headliner. But you've been in shows that it, i I was totally amazed. And you know what? Good for you. You deserve it. Uh, I, I I appreciate that. But like for me, like
1: it's it's funny, like I definitely appreciate showing with some of these people, but at the same time I love showing with, with newer artists and, and artists that people don't know because that that's that's, you know, those those newer artists and and artists that people don't know, they have just as much talent, you know, as some of those bigger name people. It's just they didn't get they didn't get in front of the right people yet. I, and, I agree a hundred percent. You know, and and that's I mean I I, I appreciate you you know, saying I'm an A-lister. I'm, I'm definitely not, but I appreciate. In my eyes, you are. Uh, I, I appreciate that definitely um but you know like like i said i mean i i still love i still love and hate the art world from you know multiple reasons i love painting i'll never stop you know i'm never gonna stop doing stickers and i'm gonna stop doing any of that stuff I'm never gonna stop doing murals you know it's it's that's all the you know the stuff i care about doing still and um you know mm-hmm. It's kind of funny seeing some of these other artists who kind of have "quote unquote" made it, and they stop doing certain things. They stop working on you know certain projects or certain murals and everything like that. It's weird, you know. It's mm-hmm. you know it's it, like I said. I mean, it, it, it. I I don't know. I mean, art art drives people for different reasons, you know. But I, I do think there is one common, you know, thing in the sense of you know wanting to create. And, you know, those people who just shut it off to shut it off doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like, I'm sure like when you weren't doing you weren't doing the show for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Now, you said, you know, your wife was the reason you did it. But I guarantee there was days when you were like, man, I wish I was.
0: Oh, you're right. you're right. You know? <laughs> you're right. You're know, you like, right.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, so it's you know, it's like I said there's different reasons for everybody. But, you know.
0: You know, you know know what it was? You know what it was, Chris? It was the move, you know, with Justin. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, doing all my three seasons were face to face. Right. And, um, you know, I give credit to Coop, you know, Legends Thursdays podcast. Uh, He was the one that introduced the phone to me. I thought he was nuts. But now I appreciate all that I've learned from him. And yeah. uh, you know, I could reach out to anyone. You know, I had Absolutely. I had Marcha Arant on and uh the guys in Ohio. Now yeah. would that have happened if I was doing sit-downs like I, I like I used to? No, never. So now I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to get out there more. And Chris, let me tell you, the the pings I get around the world is is phenomenal. Yeah. And that's another reason why I do it, because people know my voice. I've had a situation where, um, you know, as a civilian, you know, no event or anything, having a conversation mm. and someone walks up to me and they're like, hey, you're Alski," And I'm and I looked at him. I was like, no, I'm not. And the guy was like, listen, I listen to your voice every week. Your voice is in my head. You are Alski." So now the people that I'm with are just looking at me. And yeah. so I sort of, you know, want to you know, say, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I really don't want these people to know who I am, you know, work related. You know, if you, if you know what I do for a living, you would understand. So, you know, the guy's looking at me walking away. He's like, you motherfucker. I can see it in his eyes. Right. So, you know, it, it goes that way. And I was kind of upset that it went that way. Uh, I wound up getting an inbox and he was like, yo, I get it. And uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, I apologize. Yeah, it was me. So, you know, it's weird because my voice is out there. And it's it's like a fingerprint. And that's another thing I love about this is because people are going to listen to me and you shoot the shit right now, like every other interview. And people really can relate. I mean, this podcast, yeah, it's about graffiti artists, you know, MCs and whoever, you know, monikers, right. benches. And people just want to tune in and listen to some shit, some real shit. And it's great because I'll always say it. A story should always be told. And every story is a good story. And that's my opinion.
1: That's true. And, and 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 funny that you say that, that that's actually somewhat what I try to do with my paintings. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know I, I try to, I try to, you know, put a story out there and, you know, it doesn't have to be a literal story that, you know, knocks the viewer over the head. You know, I, I want the viewer to kind of get their own experience from it, too. So mm-hmm. it's like, it, you know, it's the same kind of you know, that creative outlet.
0: Yeah. You know? I listen, I I love what you do, Chris. Just continue to do what you do. Never stop. I'm too Continue to be you, because you, you're a great guy. You really are. Uh, uh, I, 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 I don't know as much as the gallery world as you do, but I follow you. I talk to you. I, I consider you a good friend, and I just love the progress. I love the steps that you take. I always told you that from day one. I'll continue to to, to love what you do and hats off to you as always. No, I, I as appreciate always. it.
1: And, 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 you know, like words like that coming from you, you know, somebody who I, who I, I appreciate your work, what you do, you know, the inspiration of what you've done, you know, with your painting and everything like that, that means the world to me. Stuff like that means the world to me. Like when I get messages from people about how, you know, like they, you know, they started doing stickers because of me. That's amazing mm-hmm. because I still do stickers because of them, you know. Like, and it, yeah, like, yeah, I you know, get it, I get it. You know, you know, and it's, it's funny. It's like you know, you say about you know, don't stop, and and it's funny because, I, I, you know, I always say I'm too dumb and I'm too stubborn
0: to stop. You know, I'm, <laughs> I, I no, just, you're very, you're very I, smart not to. So I, I get I it, I understand. <laughs>
1: I don't know, I don't know much of anything else, you know?
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. That's good. So for the future, what do you got to say to you, to, to, to your people out there? Any shout outs? We'll wrap it up because uh, I'm sure you got stuff to do. Cause I, I know you're grinding in the background. <laughs> I know you are. Uh, no, this is, this is good. I mean, I, I, I appreciate this, the conversation and, you know, like I
1: said, it's, it's more of a friendship conversation than like a, it is. like an interview and then an interview of, you know, mm-hmm. what's this, what's that. You know, I mean, as far as you know, as far as you know, things coming up, and I have the show May sixteenth at um, two and two Arts. I'm uh, gonna have a bunch all new paintings, um, probably have, uh, some uh, a new print. You know, it should be a good time. So, you know, mm-hmm. everybody come on out. Um, I got the show June uh, June eighth at uh, Forge up in Catskills. Um, I have June first and second is five points, you know, come say hi mm-hmm. um you know, and as far as shout outs, I mean it just really is everybody and anybody who's you know ever supported me, you know whether it be uh-huh. you know whether it be the the people who like a photo, the people who bought a photo you know bought a piece, who took a picture of me painting, who you know come up on the street and say you know. You know, nice things to you interviewing me, just
0: everybody who's ever supported, you know, this, this mm-hmm. the whole support those, support you kind of, you know, feeling. Yeah, we share that hashtag, don't we? And, yes. I, and, I'm, and I'm a true believer in it, brother. Yes.
1: Support uh, those they,
0: that support you. The,
1: the only, like, separate individual like uh, thing I would say is check out uh, the Black Book Diaries and what Kaz is doing with that whole project because uh, that's that's been really cool to be a part of. Um, I'm you sure know, we, it did, is. we we did the uh, the premiere at the Angelica a few months ago for my episode. It's, it's you know, so go check out what he's doing. It's really
0: cool. And with that being said, we out like a trout, bitches. <laughs> anyway, Chris, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. Continue Always. to bloom. Robots you will too. kill people. If you don't follow them, you're dumb. Go follow Chris RWK. A true brother in the game. God bless you, kid. You too, Asky. Appreciate it. Talk soon. Take Definitely.
1: care. Later, brother.
0: Later. Okay. Be sure to subscribe to the Alski Show. I mean, real talk over here, raw and uncut. Uh, like I said, you know, sometimes it's all about the graph. It's all about this. It's all about that. Sometimes the conversation is just worth more. And uh, with Chris, you know, Chris is really a straight shooter. Top notch. Visit the site, com. Be sure to follow Chris over at Chris underscore RWK and uh, no. his other page. No, nope. no underscore. No, no underscore. underscore. Oh, this shit, I fucked R-W-K. up. <laughs> yep. All right, shit happens. Chris RWK. You know, that's how I search people anyway. Well,
1: you know what is, is I got in there early enough that I was able to not have to have an underscore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, all righty. We're going to wrap it up, folks. Chris, I will talk to you later. Definitely. Definitely ask Always great to talk with you. Likewise, brother. All right. And we out. Later. Good day. Good night.